Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to The Platform, a bi-weekly podcast that takes you behind the scenes at First Baptist Owasso. Each episode, we talk about life together through the lens of God's Word and dig deeper into messages from previous weeks as we look ahead to what's coming next. I'm your host, Chad Balthrop, and I'm here with my pastor, Chris Wall. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing well today, Chad. Good to see you. That's awesome. You've been traveling lately. You just got back last week from Washington, D.C., where you spent some time in really kind of an incredible place. What, where did you go, and what did you do while you were there? Yeah, it's, uh, I got to go to Washington, D.C. for the launch of a new ministry called Inspire. And and we went uh, through the Museum of the Bible and throughout D.C., and, and, and really the focus of Inspire is to... Um, is to help people understand how God has used His Word uh, in the history of the world, how uh, how God has used His Word in our country, and so it was a phenomenal experience. I, I didn't realize that. Do you know that on top of the Washington Monument is inscribed "Praise be to God." Oh, I had no idea. That's cool. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really amazing. Cool. I didn't know these things, and 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 it was just fascinating to travel around D.C and see where the scripture is in plain sight. And these are in our monuments. And there's a big, uh, I think there's a big um, push uh, with education and with, with um, you know, the, just the, the, the shift in our country of trying to push away uh, the Bible. And, 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 you know, the reality is the Bible is all over D.C. Yeah. And, and it's in the monuments. It's in the buildings. It's carved in the build, buildings. And I think it's amazing uh, that the, the the people that built the Washington Monument, which is the tallest structure in D.C., the first thing their, their intention was, the first thing God sees when the sun comes up is praise be to God. A, a guy I ran, rubbed shoulders with, his name was Tim Barton. And uh, he and his father have started a ministry called Wall Builders. And and man, it was insightful as he talked about the founding fathers of our country. And, and there, were, there were some that were deists and not followers of God for sure. But, but the reality is many of our founding fathers of our nation were preachers and, and Bible believers. And, and we're losing that in history. And, and in some ways, uh, we, we got to be with Steve Green and Jackie and the... Um, and with the museum, which was super cool, because they built the museum of the Bible there, and, and so it was a, a really fun experience. But but Tim Steve Green said something in our um, in our time. He said he said once I rubbed shoulders with with wall builders and Tim Barton. He said I felt like I've been I've been cheated in my history class because um, really many of our founding fathers of our nation. Uh, loved Jesus and followed the Lord and and preached the gospel and and it's something that really is being lost in history and and so Inspire is this ministry that is forming uh, that I get to be on the board of it and and Michael McAfee is uh, is the head of Inspire and and he is the one that's um, starting this ministry and and I'm really excited to be a part of it because it's it's really a way to reeducate. God's people to see how the Bible has been used by the Lord to shape our nation. And so, and then the Museum of the Bible in and of itself is a phenomenal place. Mm -hmm. And and it's a, it is, it is uh, equivalent in my heart 
to a trip to Israel. Now, Israel is Israel, and it was, it's definitely something to go, a place to go. Oh, yeah. um, but, but it was such an inspiring week with my faith and with my confidence in the Word of God. And the Museum of the Bible, I had some person, one person say, I thought this was just going to be, uh, I was going to go look at some old books. But the Museum of the Bible is a must-visit for every Christian (laughs) because it is inspiring Mm -hmm. to notice how the how how the Bible has been used by the Lord how God has used his word to impact the world Mm -hmm. from the beginning and 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 there's a history floor there's a an impact floor and it's six floors of just spiritual inspiration and so I look forward for us to take a trip from our church because uh, I want our young people to go, our, our teenagers to go. I want our college kids to go. Uh, I want every. I want our people to go and and get the opportunity to see how God has used His Word in our nation. And and I'll tell you, I feel like in some ways we've been cheated because uh, the fo- a foundation of faith um, has impacted our country. Yeah. And, and we're losing that. And, and I, I feel like it's important to rediscover that. So it was a really incredible trip. It and sounds like a great trip. You know, I've heard people say that whether we know it or not, we live in a cruciform-shaped culture. Mm-hmm. The idea that the influence of the Bible, and specifically the influence of Jesus, has so shaped our culture that even today, secular people, they respect things like servant leadership. They respect things like kindness and and equality and all of those all of those concepts had their root and had their beginning in the faith as expressed through the Word of God. As a junior in college, I got to go to Israel, and that was a great trip. And anybody who's a believer should take that trip if they can at some point. And then just last year, I got to go to the Museum of the Bible, and there were two rooms that I remember more than anything else. One of them was the room where they had uh, red-bound books for locations or people groups where the Bible was in that language, or excuse me, wasn't in that language, and then black-bound books where the Bible was in that language, and then a different color binding, I don't remember what it was, for where there's just part of the Bible was in that book, uh, was in their language, their native tongue. And it was just amazing to see how far the Bible had spread around the world, and that there really are very few languages anymore that don't have access to it, and there's still great work to be done to share the Bible with people. So that was really impactful. And then the other room was the place where the Bible had been in prisons and just the freedom that had come to people who are in prison, to prisoners, as a result of reading God's Word. And you're right, on that trip that we took to go to the Museum of the Bible, I was with my parents and with my family. We went all over D.C. during that trip, and it was amazing to see how what we saw in the Bible Museum really was just a reflection of all the other buildings in D.C. In the Supreme Court, it was amazing to look up and see this incredible picture of all these great lawgivers, and the law, the largest of the lawgivers was a picture of Moses, and the idea that the law and its root is founded in something that's more divine 
than than earthly and and specifically the god of christianity is expressed through the bible is really just it's foundational not simply to our faith but to who we are as a nation and it's just easy to see it if you go up and even just look at the architecture of washington dc so that idea that if you can't get to israel man the museum of the bible that would be you got to do both of those if yeah. you possibly can at some point and i'm excited about this new ministry inspire because it's kind of the foundation of it is based on acts 8 when um, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch were uh, had that encounter, mm-hmm. and and the Ethiopian eunuch was reading an Isaiah piece from Isaiah, and he said, "I need somebody to explain this to me," and and one of the things that Inspire is going to do is is be that evangelical voice, explaining um, not just the museum, but how God is using His Word. To continue to shape our nation, mm-hmm. and, and and the truth is, God has used His Word in some incredible ways to shape the world. One out of many is the influence of racial reconciliation and the abolition of slavery came about because people were reading their Bible. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I, I just see so many ways that God continues to use His Word to shape us. And, and so my, my prayer is that, is that inspire is used by the Lord to help me as a pastor and pastors and churches all over the nation for people to come and recognize that the word of God that they have in their hand can be trusted. Mm -hmm. One quick thing that was so amazing in, in the museum, we were walking through, um, the archeological floor, the, the, and in this, and one of our guides was this scholar, Hebrew scholar, and and he was pointing out he was an archaeologist as well, and he was pointing out that, you know, German theologians got real liberal right after Luther and the history of the church. It was real liberal, and they were saying we we really can't trust the Bible, and 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 then something happened when the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. This little boy threw a rock in a cave and found these scrolls. And, you know, the German theologians historically were like, yeah, these are old. We, we can't really trust the text. And then they found those scrolls mm-hmm. and realized, wow, these are really, really old. And they are just like the text that we have. So it flew in the face of these German um, higher criticism, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, these theologians that got really liberal with not being able to trust the Bible, and that shaped a lot of theological thought. But archaeology continues to affirm the Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so this is what people need to recognize. that, And it's my prayer that, that we understand that, that the word that we have in our hands is reliable. Mm-hmm. And, and that's reliable in the world, in history, and in my life. And, and when I look at just the season that we're in right now as a church that, you know, we uh, had some tragedies and, and we still have had a few more. And, uh, and we're walking through, walking with people through grief. We're grieving in, in many ways with uh, a season of funerals that we've had in our church. But in the midst of that grief, we can trust 
the promises that God has made. Yeah. And so that's something that I pray we continue to recognize and understand. Yeah. It's, it's really remarkable at the museum because they do have a number of artifacts on display. And some of those are fragments from the Dead Sea Scrolls and, and other things. And, and if you're into the history and you're into the archaeology and the science behind the accuracy of the scriptures, especially as it relates to other historic works, we actually have... Um, we actually have manuscripts that that we know scientifically are more accurate in their representation of the Bible than other things we study in school, like the Odyssey or the Iliad or or other historic documents that that we we take time to study and talk about in school. We've got more there. There are more. There's more scientific evidence to prove the accuracy of of what we're reading today in Scripture, and you see that in the Bible Museum, and you see that in other places too. It's just something that we don't think about very often, and I know that's really valuable for those of us who are believers, for those who are followers of Christ, because we have faith that the Bible's true. We have faith that, that we can live by it, and we've seen personal evidence of, of those kinds of things. But, but if I'm not a believer, if I'm not a Christ follower, and I'm not religious or I'm not spiritual in any way, why should I care about whether or not the Bible's just a, just any other book or just or accurate. Why should I read it in the first place? Why should I care at all about something like the Bible Museum or, or maybe not even the Bible Museum, just the Bible itself? Well, I, I think that you see over and over again that the Bible is, in, in fact, the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like in our series right now in Samuel. We, we recognize that Samuel makes the claim that, that the Word of the Lord was rare in those days. And... That's not been true for our day. Mm-hmm. The word of the Lord is not rare. Mm-hmm. The word of the Lord is, has been revealed. We have the word of the Lord. Many of us have it in our houses on shelves collecting dust. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that we have the opportunity to, to interact with the word of the Lord on a daily basis. And, and so, so I think that, that we need to as Christians, as followers of Christ, those that know Christ as Savior, recognize the blessing of the Word of God and engage with it mm-hmm. and, and understand it. And then as, as we live it out, as we walk with the Lord, as we uh, make Him known, uh, then those that are around us, those, are in, those that are influenced by us, mm-hmm. as we, if you will, live out our platform. Mm-hmm. Follow the Lord on our platform, like we're our platform 936 that we are uh, engaging as a church. Um, that that other people will will see Jesus in us, and and but we need the Word of God because the Word of God sustains us. The Word of God gives us power. God uses His Word. His Holy Spirit uses His Word to give us wisdom and understanding and hope. Yeah. Even in the midst of difficult times. So it's my prayer that we engage the Word of God and yeah. and turn our face to it. And and I think that's important because even if you're not a believer. Even if you don't trust that the words of the Bible are true, you have to recognize that the words of the Bible have influenced our culture and history. They're still influencing our culture today. There are some people who are going to go out and cast a vote in the next election, and they're going to cast their vote based on what they believe the Bible says. And and so if you want to know the way your friends think, if you want to know the way your culture thinks, if you want to know the way the people around you think, even if you don't believe the Bible is true, you probably ought to spend some time studying it because it'll help you have a better understanding of really some of the people in the culture around you. And and then as a believer in Christ, you got to read it. You got to know it. You got to study it because it is God's revelation of himself to us. It well, is the way we see And any thinking person has to confront... Uh, 
the magnitude of the claim of Christ. Yeah. Is he who he says says he is? Mm-hmm. Like C.S. Lewis says, uh, he's either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. But the magnitude of his claim is so big yeah. that it demands uh, uh, investigation. And I would say the Word of God is that way. The Word of God has been so, so impactful that it any thinking person ought to at least investigate whether or not it's good and whether or not it is true. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that um, for me and for our church, we, we've come to recognize it is, it is true mm-hmm. and it is good. Yeah. And so we should engage it. Absolutely, we should engage it. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, today, we're about one week out from something that in the in the calendar of the historic church has always been a significant time, and it's that season that we—it's really the season of Easter that begins with Ash Wednesday, travels through Lent, and then here we celebrate what we call the Passion Week experience, and then we, we conclude that season with Resurrection Sunday, what most people think of as Easter Sunday. Next Wednesday night is the beginning of Ash Wednesday for us, and 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 so tell, talk to me about Ash Wednesday for just a little bit. What, why are we celebrating Ash Wednesday, and what what's that all about for us? Yeah, it's typically not a not a Baptist uh, uh, celebration, uh, but but it's a historic celebration in the church in the big church, um, and and I do think that the heart of it is is good when you recognize that that Easter is not just a one-day moment. It's a season. Mm-hmm. And when you see it as a season, it gives you the opportunity, I think, to to really understand the sacrifice of Christ on the cross and the power of the resurrection. And, and that's my prayers. The Lent season is really an opportunity to engage in discipline, spiritual disciplines. Uh, fasting is part of it. And, and, and that is a, a challenge, to fast from something. Um, I'm not saying go 40 days without eating, but uh, but to fast from something to give you the opportunity to 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 go without. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is so rare in I'm our. Gonna, I'm going to fast from vegetables. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's season. yeah. That, that, <laughs> you got to rethink that. Oh, um, okay. But uh, but but it is so rare for us in our uh, our country of excess. In our um, there's so much excess, mm-hmm. and and we we very seldom go without anything, and I think to to learn the 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 discipline of of going without something that you desire that moves you to when you want that thing to say well let me go to the Lord and pray and seek Him and 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 and, and depend on Him and to rest in Him and to look to Him. I think it's a good discipline for us. And so that's the focus of Lent. Okay, so you mentioned spiritual disciplines. What are some other spiritual disciplines besides fasting that that, that we'll try to focus on? And more specifically, are there some of those disciplines that you just feel like you're good at? Well, I can tell you that dis- disciplines are hard. I was going to say get ready because if I'm going to ask you which ones you're good at, I'm also going to ask yeah, you the yeah, other question, well, which ones do you think you're bad at? I don't know that I'm at? good at any discipline. <laughs> disciplines are hard. But, but when you think about, I'll tell you a discipline that I'm... <clears throat> That, that I feel like we're losing uh, in our in our society of Google, mm-hmm. um, the discipline of memorization. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember when you used to have, a me- have to memorize phone numbers? Oh, yeah. I mean, you and I are old enough that we remember that. But my I still kids, remember phone numbers yeah, from I, the past I, I, I that aren't good anymore. Right, right. <laughs> I do too. Uh, but my children will never have to memorize a phone number yeah. because 
we used to have to memorize all kinds of things, uh, but now we have Google. And, um, and I think we're losing the discipline of memorizing Scripture because we'll just have it on my phone. Oh, if I need to know a scripture, I'll just look it up on my phone. Mm-hmm. And, and we have so much access to um, data and that, that we're not putting in our, in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so one of the disciplines that I, I think would be helpful to engage in uh, is the discipline of scripture memory. We're, we have a group of teenagers we're meeting with on Sunday night. Um, and we're challenging them, and we're working with them to memorize Romans 8. Mm-hmm. And my wife did something that was just, just so good. I told her the other day, I said, that's a good idea. Um, I, I, I get in the shower the other day, and in the shower is a Ziploc bag with two of our scripture memory verses. That is just two Ziploc bags in the shower. And it's just, a, I said, Robin, that's a great idea because, you know, I'm able to look at um, a memory verse in the shower. I don't sing in the shower, so um, I don't know if this is appropriate or not. Or not to talk say, about this. You say, you say wife, shower, and good idea, and I start getting nervous. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but it was brilliant. I said, Robin, that's a great idea to have to, to work on our scripture memory while while I'm in the shower. Yeah. And I've done that every day since then. And but but this discipline of memory, memorization of scripture, I'll tell you, Chad. Um, I have seen, experienced so much strength from the Lord in facing temptation. Mm -hmm. Uh, As I'm facing a temptation and a scripture comes to my mind. It doesn't necessarily have to be about that temptation necessarily, but God gives you victory. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the scripture, according to Ephesians 6, is the sword of the spirit. Uh, It's the word of God. It's our only offensive weapon. And, And for us to challenge these teenagers... Hey, let's memorize an entire chapter of the Bible, Romans 8, mm-hmm. and we're working on it, and, uh, and we're pushing them to it. And so I would encourage all of us to, to work on the discipline of Scripture memory and recognize that, that when you memorize a verse, God uses that. It, it sh- he shows you things that you wouldn't see in just a reading of it. Yeah. Um, when it gets in your heart, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Psalm 119, uh, uh, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God, 105, yeah. Psalm 119, 105. And, um, and I just, man, I, so the disciplines are something that we should work at. Yeah. Uh, disciplines I'm good at, probably none of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, disciplines I'm working on, uh, daily quiet time, scripture memory, fasting. I'm, gonna, I'm fasting from some things. And, and uh, you, know, you know, we're uh, working on these things. And, mm-hmm. and um I would say uh, I'm not good at any discipline because they're always they're all hurtful. <laughs> they're always they're, they're always challenging, but yeah. it's but it's beneficial. Yeah, it is beneficial, and it's worth it's worth a try. It's worth trying it, and and on that day when you when you succeed at fulfilling whatever discipline it is that you're trying, man, take time to celebrate. Celebrate with someone. Celebrate on your own. And if you happen to miss a day, or you or you stumble or you fall, then get up and try the next day. Yeah, try get it back again up. the next day. One of the things I love about scripture memory, and again, that's one that that I need to work on. That I I need to be better at. My goal is less about memorizing something and more about internalizing it. I want to make it so that it's at the top of my mind. And it becomes well. It becomes possible for my knee-jerk reaction to be a reaction that honors God. And I just find that when my mind is filled with Scripture, it's easier for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. And it's just easier for me to forget the right way to be 
or to mm-hmm. act or the right things to say if the words I know are just my own words. Mm-hmm. But when the words I know are based on God's word, all of a sudden what's at the top of mind is different mm-hmm. and it changes my knee-jerk reaction. So if I can think less about, oh, I've got to work real hard to memorize this, what I'm really trying to do is just internalize it to make it a part of me. Yeah, there's a word for that called meditation. Right. Because it helps you meditate on the word of God. And, and I've just found that when... On the times that I've meditated on the Word of God, meditation is this beautiful moment that you can have with the Lord. And and when God's Word is, is in your heart and you're able to meditate on it, there's so much strength that comes. There's, there's so much um, knowledge that comes with not just knowledge about God, mm-hmm. um, but but an understanding of God, you yeah. know, it's a, it's like, um, an intimate knowledge mm-hmm. with the Lord. And, and so, so I just would, um, I pray that we really rediscover, uh, the discipline of memorization. Yeah. And that's something we're, we're, uh, I'm going to work on. That's cool. I'm working on. And you're going to be taking more showers. As you work <laughs> that's on. right. I'll be clean while <laughs> I, I do you'll it. You'll be yeah. really squeaky, yeah. squeaky yeah. clean. That'll be so, good. good. Well, if uh, if you're listening to this before February 26, uh, February 26, that's next Wednesday night, our Ash Wednesday service will be here on the Owasso campus at 6.30 p.m. We hope that you'll join us. And and even if you can't join us, we'll we'll, uh, we'll broadcast that online. You can catch it later uh, and on demand if you want to. And then and then just all Lent season, we hope that you'll keep tuning in uh, to the podcast. We hope that you'll keep uh, just catching up with what's going on in the life of the church uh, by showing up on Sundays, either at the Calvary campus or the Owasso campus. We just want you to be a part of what's going on. And if you're listening in a place where you're not anywhere near Owasso or Tulsa, if you're listening somewhere uh, else in America, in the United States, or somewhere around the world, we hope that you'll find a group of believers that you can share your life with and that you can be that you can be involved with, uh, where you can challenge one another encourage one another and grow with one another and and even even if that doesn't mean you're celebrating a season of Easter that you would just kind of focus your hearts and minds around you know this is what it means to be a follower of Christ and hopefully your top of mind knee-jerk reactions can be ones that are Bible based and that more than important more importantly than anything else that would honor God through all of that so Chris when do you think you'll be back at the Bible Museum well we're, we're gonna I don't know yet but uh, we hopefully Sooner rather than later, because yeah. it was just an experience that I'll I cherish and I, I look forward to, uh, to, to engaging, uh, uh, just the the blessing of God's word yeah. through this museum. It's a gift. It it's really, a gift. It is a gift, and that it's a, it's an incredible trip. So if, if you can't go to Israel, go to the Bible Museum. If you have the opportunity to go to both, you absolutely should do it. It'll change the way you read the Bible. Yeah, but our our church is going to go. Yeah, we're going to go sometime soon. We're we'll go we'll soon. figure that out. We'll figure it right out. <laughs> so that'll be good. Well, thanks so much today for everybody tuning in. Be sure to hit subscribe so you can catch future episodes. And you can help us connect with more people by pressing the like button or leaving a comment. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you'll use your platform, your place of greatest influence, to connect with someone every day. Thanks, y'all. See you later.
We are grateful you joined us today on the platform. If you're in the Owasso or Tulsa area, we would love to meet you face-to-face. Services take place every weekend at First Baptist Church Owasso and on the Calvary campus in Tulsa. You can also catch us on most social media sites and online at fbcowasso.org. We're praying that God will do something in you and through you that can't possibly be explained because of you. We look forward to how God will use you on your platform.